We're going to talk about the Earth today, its North Pole, and its flatness, in uh, inverted commas. Um, that's made Mark's Astro smile. So you're not a flat earther then? <laughs> uh, I'm not, actually. Spoiler alert. I can't believe that, Mark. You've spoiled it all for us. No, but seriously, um, we're going to look at uh, the latest in that movement. But first, a Canadian rail company plans to transport crude oil as solid pucks, which I guess is in keeping of Canada's love for ice hockey pucks and all things puck related. Good morning to you. Good morning, Alex. You're right. It's a, it is a very fitting way uh, to transport oil. Of course, there, there are a lot of ways to move oil and um, generally pretty safe, low accident rates. But of course, when there is an accident, it has a huge impact. And so one of the hopes is that this method might be a little bit safer. In the case of Canada, a lot of the crude oil that is transported from the oil sands in uh, British Columbia in the Northwest, it's so thick that a lot of it has to be taken by train in tank cars. It's a that heavy oil called bitumen. And if there is a derailment, you know, it's explosive and flammable, and it can literally destroy a town. That's what happened five and a half years ago in an accident in Quebec. So the Canada National Railway, or CN, is planning to introduce this technology to convert crude oil into these solid briquettes, or pucks. Uh, they've been working on this process for several years now. And the way it works is that they mix the oil with a plastic polymer to turn it into this solid brick, or as the company calls them, canapucks. And then when they're encased this way in that plastic, they're no longer flammable. Uh, they can be shipped in a normal hopper train car or as cargo on a ship. And if there's a spill, they float in water so they can be picked up without any special equipment. And then when they reach their destination, they have to be reprocessed, of course, and converted back into their liquid form. But then that extracted plastic can be reused. So just very briefly, the economic case for these is fairly strong as well as the environmental case? Yeah, apparently the company says so because the oil sands right now in Canada are producing uh, a lot more oil than they can actually transport, whether by pipeline uh, or by rail. So bitumen, it's in this sort of unique economic space where it may make more sense to build all that infrastructure to process these pucks because then you can ship it cheaply as well to Asia. And that opens new markets for Canada's oil sands, uh, including here in Korea and also China and India. These are uh, uh, some places that groups are interested in investing in, according to the website Ars Technica. Still a hydrocarbon product, but while we're still in that realm of need, it's perhaps looking at limiting the damage rather than... Exactly. And also, this kind of heavy oil, it's often used for paving and for waterproofing roofs, which uh, we're going to have to do, you know, even if we reduce our carbon footprint, if we reduce our dependence on fossil fuels. Yeah. Right. Let's uh, stay on the topic of Earth, but move to the top of the planet where the magnetic North Pole is doing some weird things. That's right. It's an indication the Earth's magnetic field itself is acting up in ways we don't understand, as Nature reported this week. Uh, now, just to refresh your memory, you may have learned in primary school that the North Pole of the Earth's magnetic field is not the same as the geographic North Pole, right? Instead, it's located somewhere over Canada, and over the decades, it has a tendency to drift and wander around very slowly. At least, that's what I learned in elementary school. You're reminding me of a distant memory here. Yeah. Well, it's... Uh, it's so distant, it's actually very much out of date right now because over the past 20 years, the movement of the magnetic North Pole has accelerated to the point where it's now no longer in Canada. It's actually out 
somewhere in the Arctic Ocean, and it's crossing over the top of the world. Uh, just last year, it went over the international dateline, so it's now technically in the eastern hemisphere, and it's headed to Siberia uh, at the rate of about a kilometer every week. What do we know about this? Well, we do know that the Earth's magnetic field is generated by the molten core of the planet, which isn't perfectly aligned with the Earth's rotational axis, which is why the pole locations are different. And as the molten core sloshes around deep inside the Earth, that changes the shape of the Earth's magnetic field. But it's it's kind of like the weather because there can be flows and currents of liquid iron that can crop up and, and change the shape of the magnetic field. So right now, it seems that there is a flow of liquid iron in the core somewhere underneath Canada, and it's smearing out and weakening the magnetic field there and causing the pole to head over to Siberia. So one of the impacts is having to rethink navigation for a while. That's right. The scientists uh, behind the World Magnetic Model are having to update this. This is the, the model of the Earth's magnetic field that is built into basically every navigational system on the planet, uh, including your own smartphones. Uh, when you, you know, use your phone to orient yourself on a, on a map, in a map app, the phone is using the world's magnetic model and detecting the Earth's magnetic field. Uh, but because it's shifting so quickly, they've now had to issue a sort of emergency update to it. Let's just clarify something here. If we're talking about a North Pole and magnetic fields in this way, does that kind of also inform us about the shape of the Earth? And what does that do for this cruise liner that's going to head out there for a conference of flat earthers? You could say that, that it does tell you something about the shape of the Earth, right? Uh, this is a story that reads like satire, but it's an actual story reported by The Guardian last week that the Flat Earth International Conference, where presenters announced research purporting to show the Earth is flat, is organizing a luxury cruise for 2020. Um, you know, obviously, a massive irony is every ship navigates the seas based on the principle that the Earth is indeed round. So I don't know. Maybe the captain can uh, can have a word with them and, and uh, try to set them straight. But uh, or maybe sure someone could just persuade them to just keep going straight using that word and see what happens. Either it's going to be a edge they'll reach, or there'll be a Truman Show like moment <laughs> yeah, where that, they hit exactly the end of the Earth. That should work too. But seriously, I, I, I've watched some of these YouTube videos of people trying to persuade you that it's flat Earth. And to be honest. Like, if you hadn't ever gone to school, or, and, and you really were sort of one for conspiracy theories, you, you mm. can kind of be persuaded by them, because they, they present this fake evidence and, right. and make it sound very convincing. And someone with a bit of charisma can go quite far with that. That's very true. Yeah, for, true for a lot of conspiracy theories. Well, it's, it's why we get into all sorts of trouble in this world, potentially. Um, Mark Zastro, thank you for helping us navigate the realms of logic this morning. My pleasure. Thank Mark, you, Alex. Mark Zastro, Science and Tech Roundup there. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow at 7.05, hopefully, um, according to the period of logic, if we can rely on time. Uh, 7.05 is when we begin tomorrow. You can catch Inside Korea next, though, after your latest news headlines.